0: Hey there, welcome to the third C. This is the show where we have open and honest dialogues with experts who have a unique perspective to share straight to you. I'm your host, Daniel Trenum with Croft & Frost, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. As always, all links as well as relative information will be in the description of this episode down below. Thanks for tuning in, now let's join into the conversation. My guest today is an individual that I'm really excited to speak with. He is the current Chief of Staff at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, my alma mater, I can say that now. Uh, And he has been active in the Chattanooga community for a very long time. He is someone that uh, I've spoken to a little bit prior to our meeting here today, and I'm very excited to speak with him today. So David, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Daniel, I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it it has been great. So for those that uh, may not be just aware of who you are and and what you do and kind of how you got to where you are and the work that you do, just share a little bit about yourself if you don't mind. Sure.
1: Well, um, I, uh, as you said, have been really pleased to be working at University of Tennessee Chattanooga, go Mocs. Yeah, go Mocs. I serve currently as Chancellor Steve Angle's Chief of Staff. And uh, prior to that, I worked uh, in his office as director of civic engagement. Mm-hmm. Uh, the position that brought me to Chattanooga was uh, working as uh, vice president of uh, policy and education at the Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. here in Chattanooga. Um, I claim Atlanta as a hometown. <laughs> I moved around quite a bit, uh, love the southeast. Uh, my wife is from Alabama, and um, in our Marriage vows: We promise to always maintain a primary residence south of the Mason-Dixon line. Nice. And, and uh, Chattanooga qualifies. We're, yeah. we're delighted to be here.
0: Nice, awesome. And so, so you're not natively from Chattanooga, is that correct? No, sir,
1: no sir. But I'm I'm smart enough to have picked. That. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm I'm gonna claim that in the future. I like that. Yeah, I'm I am not natively from Chattanooga either. I'm from about an hour up the road near Athens, Tennessee, which you may sure. you may know where that's at but uh yeah chattanooga is a a very special place and uh i've mentioned it numerous times on on this show but it's somewhere that obviously i've i live in now and somewhere i've spent many years in now and i i you know went to school at and it's a a great place and i always like to talk about it if i can i think it's a really just within the state of tennessee i think it's a very special place i think it's very unique in its offerings and the the kind of culture that it has and and everything that it brings to the table, so I think it's a great place and somewhere something that I'm excited to talk about.
1: I, I actually agree with you. I think it's not only unique and special in the state of Tennessee, but uh, I think in the world. Yeah. Uh, my my wife and I picked this very intentionally as a place we wanted to raise our kids, uh, and um, we we wanted to find a place to die mm-hmm. and do it very slowly. Yeah. And uh, so far, that's working out all right.
0: Well, that's great. That's great. That is awesome. So, and and then, you know, we were talking about Chattanooga and it's been, from what I've seen, I don't have the numbers here right in front of me, so forgive me for that, but from what I've seen over the past few years, it's been growing a lot. A lot of people have been moving here, different, you know, demographics, age, you know, uh, different subsets of people. But the general consensus I can see is that people from all different ages are moving here for different reasons. Some people like the job growth that's been coming to Chattanooga. Some people just love the kind of mix of the city and the and the outdoors that it has. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons why people come here. Some people come, like myself, for the university, and they end up staying for a little bit. Um, but I think with that, so you work at UTC, and, and with... That kind of mixture of a university that's right in the middle of downtown, along with the fact that the actual city that it finds itself in is growing at a relatively rapid pace. I think that there's a chance there for those two entities, the city and the university itself, to kind of play a, a mutually beneficial role with one another, you know, to kind of feed off of each other in a way that not only benefits the university, but also the city itself. And I just want to kind of get your thoughts on that because, like I said, you're not natively from Chattanooga, but you've deliberately chosen to live here and to, and to stay here for a little bit. And along with that, you're very intimately involved with the happenings going on at the university itself. And so I just want to get your thoughts a little bit about how, the role that you think UTC will play in the future as Chattanooga continues to grow and continues to expand and uh, Hopefully continues to put a mark on the the map of the United States.
1: Yeah, Daniel I think that's a a great question and it's a question that uh, I know we at the university have been thinking a lot about Mm -hmm. lately And I know that others in the community off-campus have been thinking about a lot Um, uh, Quick little background when I was uh, preparing for my transition to Chattanooga being recruited by the Chamber of Commerce um, throughout that process, nobody uh, at the chamber or in the community mentioned UTC mm-hmm. during that entire process. And a big chunk of my background was in higher ed. So mm-hmm. I th- and, and, and my portfolio at the chamber was going to include education. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet uh, the university did not really uh, rank for some reason mm-hmm. in those conversations. I happened to be aware of it from my own research mm-hmm. and interests. Um, and I think there's some reasons for that. It could be that people just assumed I already knew about it, could have assumed I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, there was a, a very keen focus on K-12 education mm-hmm. um, in the business community. Uh, and so my point isn't to, um, uh, you know, to, to, to cast any any shade on that recruitment process, mm-hmm. but just to say that... Um, in my mind, it's a tragedy. Mm -hmm. Anytime we're pitching the community, particularly in terms of economic development and social mobility, that we don't mention UTC. Mm -hmm. So that's, right away, that's one of my alignments with your Mm -hmm. question, is I think that the the university and the community have to be uh, inextricably linked together. Mm -hmm. Um, The second thing I'll note is that, I love to interact with students, and uh, whenever I have a chance to do that, whether it's in a classroom or in a casual setting, I like to ask them, you know, why would you pick UTC? Why are you here? Mm -hmm. Um, And far and away the most common response. And, and you know that the campus is beautiful.
0: Oh, it's, it's, it really is. We, I'm not just saying that because you're here and, it, cause, but, and also because I I went to school right? there, but it really is a pretty it is, campus. It is, it yeah. is.
1: It's gorgeous and, yeah. and people can't really tell that just drive by the outside. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a just a breathtaking campus. We've got some amazing facilities, some wonderful amenities, fantastic faculty, a wonderful range of academic programs. Mm-hmm. We've got delightful people, mm-hmm. all kinds of activities clubs, organizations, um, exciting intercollegiate athletics. But far and away, mm-hmm. the most common response when I ask a student, no matter where they're from, whether they're a local student mm-hmm. who's commuting or somebody who moved from you know, Memphis or Nashville mm-hmm. or, or Denver, um, their, their most common response is Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. One word, Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Why did you come here, Chattanooga? And, um, you know, that's, that sometimes means everything you talked about, whether it's access to, you know, the river mm-hmm. or mountain climbing, mountain biking, you know, hiking, whatever. Uh, it sometimes has to do with our proximity to um, major metro hubs like mm-hmm. Nashville and Atlanta and Birmingham. Um, for, for any of those students, the reason could be very, very different. Mm-hmm. But the, but the way they articulate it mm-hmm. is incredibly simple, incredibly compelling, and it's the word Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And um, what I would suggest is that we're at kind of a magical moment in the, in the community's history and in the university's history, where I think we're about to really reckon with the, the significance of that. Mm-hmm. Because we've, for a long time, we've kind of taken it for granted. And uh, we've oftentimes even tried to, I think, market our institution mm-hmm in some fairly traditional ways that are almost place neutral Mm -hmm. or place oblivious, um, which when you think about it is kind of bizarre, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, because we, we already hear from our students. We know why they're here Mm -hmm. and, and yet we kind of underplay that card. So I'm excited as we go forward, I think we're seeing more and more. I mean, by the way, when I talk to new employees and new faculty members, oftentimes their, their answers may be a little bit more complicated, mm-hmm. but oftentimes it also boils down to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so my hope is that as we go forward, as we, we grow more into our identity as Chattanooga's university, mm-hmm. um, and the, the community understands more the asset that we represent, mm-hmm. that it will be almost impossible for anybody to ever be recruited to Chattanooga by someplace like the Chamber of Commerce mm-hmm. and not hear about UTC mm-hmm and that the university will be much more assertive in leveraging that community resource when we're uh, attracting talent.
0: Yeah, and and it's the kind of crazy thing that this reminds me of is, I mean, I guess I'm somewhat living proof of this, but. Even a lot of the people that I've spoken to right here on this show, but you know, outside of these walls, people that I've met at school and just friends that I've made over the years. Uh, some of them are from you know the Chattanooga area, whether they're from you know right here in downtown or maybe out in Red Bank or Signal Mountain or Ultawa, But you know, relatively speaking, in this area. But a lot of them aren't from here at all. They they've come from all different walks of life from all different areas, and to me, it's you know it, I find it unique because. For me, Chattanooga is not that far of a move. It's just about an hour down the road. Like it's not. It's not like I'm moving to the other side of the world or anything. Yeah. But I'll hear a lot of these people that they move hours and hours and hours away from their hometown just on like on like a not necessarily on a whim, but they'll they'll go out there for a job or for you know they just heard about all the fun stuff happening in Chattanooga, and I think man, if. That like that's what brought you here. Like that was enough to bring you here, you know. And and if the fact that they may not even realize that the the university plays such a big role in that, I mean, I I would agree. I think that there is an opportunity there for the university and the the city to kind of come together as as one uh, cohesive unit there, because a lot of the students that finish at UTC, uh, at least I would imagine so, a lot of them they would like, I would imagine they would want to stay here. They would want to mm-hmm. build a life here and, and to kind of plant down roots here in some way. Uh, and, and that's the bread and butter of, of our whole, you know, system here in Chattanooga. It's, it's the, the new working force that's going to come in and, and start a new jobs and create new jobs. And uh, they're going to contribute to the community as a whole. It's, it's coming from the, from the university right there, you know. And yeah. so I think you're right there spot on. It, it's not just one thing that brings people here. It's not just... Oh, we have this fantastic program, or oh, we have this one thing that we have to offer. It's a lot of unique aspects of the city as a whole that bring people here. Yeah. And, and if that's not, you know, if, if UTC isn't a part of that, then we're really missing out on something. I 100 yeah. percent agree with you there.
1: No, I agree with you, and I, I think there are some, also, some really neat dynamics in terms of of our community's identity, mm-hmm. um, the region's identity. Um, a lot of my background's been in, in branding, and, and so I'm maybe a little more sensitive to this mm-hmm. than, than, uh, than some folks are, but having lived quite a few different places mm-hmm. uh, around the country, one of the things I've noticed is when we travel and we're on a layover at an airport, mm-hmm. uh, that's oftentimes when you really realize what your, what your sort of hometown identity mm-hmm. is, because somebody say, "Where are you from?"?" Mm-hmm. And you might say, "Well, I'm near Nashville.. Mm-hmm. And they may, if they're interested, they may say, "Well, where, whereabouts?" Yeah. And in a few rare cases, somebody may say downtown. But more often than not, they're going to say someplace like Brentford or Franklin, mm-hmm. or you know, who knows One of the where. Suburbs, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it could actually be an hour and a half away, but yeah. they just know somebody in Denver or, mm-hmm. or Dallas doesn't have any clue what yeah. the what the suburbs are. And um, I've lived places where I was equidistant between two metro hubs. Mm-hmm. And I would always have to explain where I was from relative to those other places. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things my wife and I have really enjoyed, and it's, it's something we don't take for granted, is no matter where we are in the world, mm-hmm. if somebody says, where are you from? We say Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And uh, we may, at some point in time, if they're, if they're from you know, somewhere on the other side of the globe, have to try and orient them to Atlanta yeah. or yeah. Nashville. Yeah. But, but the reality is, Chattanooga isn't anybody's bedroom community. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a stepchild. It is its own sort of regional hub, mm-hmm. and it has its own identity that people from places like your hometown identify with, yeah. right? And, and I think that's really exciting. And then the other little twist has to do with media markets. Mm-hmm. So m- my wife and I have a couple times lived places where when the local news would put the weather map up, mm-hmm. Uh, you would look at a corner of the weather map to see where your community's mm-hmm. weather was headed. And uh, there was a time where we lived about halfway between Tampa and Orlando. Mm-hmm. And if you were watching Orlando news, you would be on one corner of the screen. If yeah. you're watching Tampa news, you'd, you'd be on the other over, screen. Yeah, yeah. And, and we, even as we were anticipating this move, we talked about how exciting it was to be at the center of our weather map. Mm-hmm. And those are those are kind of... They may seem trivial, but mm-hmm. it all adds up in terms of how people connect to a community mm-hmm. and how proud they are of it. Um, you know, my family's huge supporters of the Mocs, of course, but mm-hmm. we love the Lookouts, we love Chattanooga Football Club, and and those are those are you know regional identities. Mm-hmm. And there's so many fun brands locally in in the you know food and beverage space, and lodging, and retail. Um, and I just think we're we're just incredibly fortunate, and, and you know, iconic landscapes, iconic architecture, uh, and and all of that I think has played a big part in drawing particular people, mm-hmm. and as you were referencing earlier, and also allowing us to retain some very extraordinary people, mm-hmm. and and then it becomes sort of this virtuous circle where uh, sooner or later there are going to be people who are here because they were drawn by the people as mm-hmm. well. Yeah and uh, that creates its own kind of magic. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and something, I guess, uh, this isn't necessarily specific to Chattanooga, but something that I've noticed within the city that I, I'm very proud of. I mean, again, I'm not native from here, but I like to consider myself you know, a member of the community now. Uh, something I think is really cool to be in, something that we should all be proud of is that I have yet to find someone, or you know, someone that says, "Hey, I want to, I want to do this with my life. I want to make this my career path, or I want to start this kind of business." And I've never seen anybody say, "Well, that's great, but that's just not going to work here. Like, we, we, it can't happen here." And, and you know, in some places, like like again, I come from a very small town. There's some businesses that are just going to be really hard to start in an area like that right. because it's just a small town. There's not a lot of money flowing into it. There's not a lot of you know, crazy opportunities going on there. But I've met people from all different kinds of walks of life, some that take a very structured path, you know, ABC, and they get to whatever point they wanna to get to in the end, and some people take a path that goes all over the place, and right. the common denominator is that they found that path here. Uh, there's no path that you can't take here. Whatever, you, Really, whatever you wanna do that I've found anything is free game, you know, that you can you can make whatever life you want to make here. And I think that's something to be really proud of because that then draws a whole wide range of individuals. You know, we're not just going to have, I mean, we're, we're at an, an accounting firm building right now. You're not just going to have accountants show up to Chattanooga. You're not just going to have, you know, healthcare professionals show up to Chattanooga. You're going to have a lot of different people from all different kinds of backgrounds, whether it be Corporate professional uh, career paths like this, whether it's more in the creative side of things, whatever it is, there's there's room for all these people here, and I, I think that provides uh, a very interesting opportunity for those people. But it also creates a very diverse and unique culture in the city itself. You know,
1: absolutely, absolutely, and I think um, related to that is uh, kind of implied in, in in some of your observations. There have to do with the scale mm-hmm. that we're operating in, and. Um, I think that from a uh, relocation or or just a quality of life retention standpoint, uh, we have this kind of magical scale Mm -hmm. where we're big enough to have almost everything Mm -hmm. you could ask for and uh, small enough that that you can get to it. Mm and um you know we say the same thing at the university we think we're at a at almost an ideal scale because mm-hmm. you don't get lost in these massive mm-hmm. lecture halls yeah. and you have a chance if you you know create a bond with a mentor faculty member that you're going to actually take multiple classes with them whereas in a larger campus you may see them once and never again yeah and uh, i think really within the community of chattanooga it's the same thing i was uh, grocery shopping at my local public's over the weekend and um, I was just running in for you know few enough items. I was going to use the express line Mm -hmm. and and do it honestly, Um, but I I ran into four separate people Mm -hmm. that are friends of mine that I could have conversations with, and just a random you know pop in, pop in, um, and um, you know in two of those I didn't even know were in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. Uh, so. Uh, To me, that's just part of what makes this place so special. And I, uh, like I said earlier, I kind of claim Atlanta as a hometown, but I remember going grocery shopping. Uh, I could shop for years in Atlanta and never see somebody I knew in my grocery store. Um, And so that energy, I think is part of what makes that optimism and the resilience that you reference possible because in fact when you have people who come up with those harebrained ideas and say, hey, I want to start a mm-hmm. fill in the blank, yeah. uh, it's not only that there's a market here to do that and certain kinds of infrastructure, but there's also um, support networks. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for many people, not, not for everybody, and that's something we, we need to address, but but that's one of the things I think that makes us such a, a special place.
0: Yeah, and and I'm glad you you mentioned a little bit towards the beginning of what you were you were saying there that I've personally dubbed Chattanooga and, and you you know UTC as well as kind of like this mid-sized city. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whenever I was on the the search for where I wanted to go for for college, uh, I had I wanted to stay in state and I had a couple different options that I was looking at and um, Chattanooga or UTC was definitely one I wanted to check out and I knew I, I remember. I remember my tour like it was yesterday. Not that, mm-hmm. not that anything particularly, you know, out of the ordinary happened, right. but I remember just walking all around campus. And I was like, "This is this is where I, I'm going to be here. This is what yeah. I want to do." And, I, and the funny thing is, I still had tours scheduled after that for other universities. So yeah. I was like, "Well, I'll still go to them. Like I, I registered for it, I'll do it." But at, I had made my mind up right then and there, and, and part of that was because for me, there was this this happy medium between, you know, like I said, I come from a really small town, we've got like one stoplight and a subway, like that, is, and not, not the train, like the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah. so, we don't have much, it's a very small town, and then I've also been in huge cities, like, you know, there's a lot of them here in, in the area, like, you know, uh, Nashville, and even like Knoxville, there's some big cities in this area. Um, I've been in both of those, and, and Chattanooga, both the university and the city itself, kind of seems like this, happy medium between the two mm-hmm. it's you can be in downtown and feel like you're in a big city and have everything yep. happening around you you've got you know people walking every route direction the transportation going all around you but you can also 5 minutes down the road be if you want to be by the river and be real yep. quiet and serene you can if you want to be on a mountaintop it's right over there you can get right next yep. to it i mean it's got a, such a mix of all these different aspects, and even that small town feel. Like you know, you'll you'll bump into people out in public that you weren't necessarily looking for them, but you know these people, and you'll meet them all the time. I've had similar experiences where I've been out uh, doing things where I wasn't particularly looking for anybody. I was just out yep. and doing things, and I bump into people that I know. I'm like, hey, what you know? I wasn't expecting to see you here, and so yeah. all those factors combined really, I think it it aids to just the uniqueness of this area and everything that it has to offer. And I I think with those factors playing in tandem with, you know, the city and and the university playing together with one another, I think that really brings a very unique offering for those maybe that are looking to come into the community, whether just as professionals or as students, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, I think it brings a really unique offering to the table, you know?
1: Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And one of the things that we talk about a lot, um, when we're thinking about how uh, the community might evolve mm-hmm. and what are some of the things, uh, areas that we, we have to, to improve on, um, is there's this sense that we have a scale at which you can actually hope to make a difference. That if you wanna get involved, mm-hmm. you have a chance to actually move the needle. Mm-hmm. To, to, you're not just you know one little pebble in, in, a, in an ocean. Um, and, um, and I also like to think that if we can solve some of these problems locally, mm-hmm. that we can be sort of a proof of concept or a model for how that could be done mm-hmm. at a greater scale, mm-hmm. either in a larger community or across multiple communities. So that's one of the other reasons I think it's exciting to be here is there's a chance to be relevant and to, to make a difference, make an impact. Um, and for those of us who are here specifically t- to create legacy, mm-hmm not necessarily for ourselves, but like my wife and I are here for our kids. That's Mm -hmm. plain and simple. If you said, why are you here? We wanted to pick a place that we thought was right for our kids as their hometown. Mm -hmm. And so every time I'm involved in something, I'm thinking about how does this play out for my kids Mm -hmm. when there's a zoning variance in my neighborhood, uh, I may for a split second, think about how it affects my view tomorrow, mm-hmm. but I'm much more interested in the impact it's going to have on my kids and my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've lived in plenty of other places where the, the mindset of the people uh, by and large, there's always exceptions, yeah. but, but in many places, the mindset is, is much more transient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you see a difference in the way that, that community uh, organizing is approached and mobilization and uh, planning and collaboration. And so uh, we've, we've got a, a bit of a pep rally here going for Chattanooga and I'm all, I'm all about it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. And uh, I, I want to ask you, like I said, you know, Chattanooga has been growing a lot uh, in the past decade or so. Uh, and, and recently just there've been a lot of different moving parts in, in the country and people have been moving to different areas and Chattanooga has, you know, thankfully been one of those places where people have decided to, to move to. and uh, you know, we've talked about how, at least in our opinion, uh, Chattanooga offers a very unique offering for people that are looking to move here. And I just want to get your opinion on. And I think you touched on it a little bit right there about how it's not you. If you can get involved in the community and actually make a, you know, you can move the needle in whatever way you see fit if if you so choose. Um, I, th- I think that's one factor in this, and I want to get more of your opinion on just. How do you believe uh, in, and in what ways Chattanooga can kind of be a model for these growing cities and into the future because a lot of times, I mean, we've seen examples of, of cities and, and areas that have had people just flood to it in mass and it's kind of like, like a flash flood, like there's just so many people there all of a sudden that mm-hmm. things can change too rapidly or you can kind of lose the the foundation of what made that place special mm-hmm. that it, it, it can be hard to sustain that growth. And so just in your opinion, what you think or how you think Chattanooga can be a model for you know cities in the future and in current day that are growing or looking to grow and looking to not only grow, but keep what makes them special in the future.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's a big, big. Um, <laughs> it's a big problem to tackle. A, yeah, so yeah. That's a big if, question. If you have a like, one-word answer, then yeah. that'd be great. But then, <clears> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, I do have a few thoughts uh, that those those uh, those lines triggered for me, mm-hmm. Daniel. But I I, I will wa- I will confess that I don't. I didn't show up today with a whole lot of answers. No, that's okay. Walk, I'm walking around with more questions than answers, <laughs> but. Um, I feel like um, you know our, our current mayor Tim Kelly uh, talked a lot during his campaign, and since his administration, he's talked a lot about localism, and mm-hmm. he, he he uses that word a lot. And I know he believes it, mm-hmm. and I really do feel there's something um, really powerful mm-hmm. in that concept. And um, I think you know. S- Many of the attempts that we see around the country right now to address, um, whether it's social ills or economic challenges, mm-hmm. um, uh, f- for many of the people who are investing in trying to solve uh, whatever those issues are or, or to make a difference, mm-hmm. um, for, if we're being honest, there's almost uh, an experimental approach there. Mm-hmm there's almost an abstraction where you have people who are saying from sort of a point of privilege, uh, I have resources or I have insights Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, you know, try and push some buttons Mm -hmm. and see if that moves the needle. That's the language we use. That's Mm -hmm. the language I used earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's rarely made explicit, Mm -hmm. but, but the real understanding is, if I don't move the needle, everything stays okay for me, mm-hmm. and I may still decide to leave. Mm-hmm. I may go someplace else. And um, you know, there's there's an old expression uh, when you sit down to breakfast and it's uh, bacon and eggs, uh, the chicken and the pig both uh, gave something to the breakfast. Mm-hmm right? But the level of commitment was very different. Mm -hmm. And um, I think oftentimes the attempts at, whether we call it social engineering or whatever we call it, but trying to make a difference, uh, there's a big difference between doing it in an abstract way, doing it with some sort of distance that's protected, uh, dropping in from the suburbs Mm -hmm uh, doing volunteer work in the inner city and then going back home at night, uh, is very different than doing that within the bounds of real community, the way that we've been talking about Chattanooga here today. And that sense that, um, if there is a failing school in Chattanooga, we are too small of a community for that failing school, not to directly impact me Mm -hmm. and my children and my future, in mm-hmm. my university, mm-hmm. and my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And um, in my mind, if we're, if we're paying attention, then um, the challenges around us in Chattanooga, there aren't any challenges we can afford to overlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those of us who are committed to this community for the long haul uh, also can't afford to take a perspective of waiting out those problems. Mm-hmm right? If, if I just kind of, everything goes in cycles. If we wait this out, sooner or later, the kids will learn to read, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's just not the mindset that you can have in a place like Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the last several years about things like um, equity, uh, racial reconciliation, economic mobility, you know, some of those issues that create controversies. Mm-hmm. But what I always try to be very mindful of First of all, is pay attention to the controversy because sometimes the very fact that it's controversial tells you that you're you're you've landed on something important. Mm-hmm. But also recognize that the, the to the extent that there are people who are victimized by uh, dynamics or oppressed mm-hmm. through uh, institutions or circumstances uh, or specific actions, mm-hmm. th- those are not abstract. You know, just people in a spreadsheet mm-hmm. or in a census. Yeah. Those are neighbors. Yeah. Those are neighbors, and um, so I that that to me is is part of my um, you know abiding affection for, for this community mm-hmm. is not because I think it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a a dear friend who used to always say if everybody in the world put all their problems in a bucket, uh, we'd reach back in and grab ours out and run like hell. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea is it's not that we don't have problems. It's that the problems we have are the problems that, that we're supposed to have right mm-hmm. now and to deal with. Yeah. And it's a, it's a privilege to have an opportunity to try and uh, make a difference in those ways. so and, and to your earlier point, by the way, I think that many of those UTC has a reasonable responsibility and opportunity to help make a difference in too so, and, and the ones that the institution might not impact, our people certainly do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree and I, I think that you uh, put it very well. It's, and, and it's, you know, depending on the size of each city and community, it'll be different because, you know, let's say you live in a place as large as, you know, New York City. Like, right. not every little problem, you're not gonna feel it right off the bat. Right. You know, there's gonna be some things right. that you may hear about, it's like, I, I don't know what's going on, but you know, it's, right. it's not gonna be right in front of you, but. Specifically here in Chattanooga, I mean, we're in a in a unique position. I, I would agree where we are a bigger city, you know, however, however you want to define that, but we're small enough to where we can't just if there's some issue of of any uh, you know pressing degree of, of anything mm-hmm. that's that's worth talking about we can't just really ignore it and say oh well you know it'll sort itself right. out eventually right. or, or whatever because it will likely directly affect you or at least you know whoever immediately follows you we're we're not big we're not to a point where we can just kind of leave these things be and 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 not that we should we can't just you know turn a blind eye to them and pretend that they don't exist because they will direct like you said they are our neighbors they'll they'll directly affect us and impact us as a community and that's i think that's a good place to start, uh, you know, start this this kind of process of determining where should we go next, where should we, you know, we've got people wanting to come here, we've got a lot of growth coming to the city, how should we make sure that this city is prepared for them? It's it's ready for these people to come and join the community and join, you know, the workforce and everything, and I, I think that's that's a, a great way of putting it, is understanding that these issues aren't just in a, in a vacuum somewhere, right. they're real and they're tangible, and they'll definitely, you know, they will most likely directly affect the people that are currently living right. there. You know, right. it, it's very important to understand that and to address that, however, however necessary. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and something I want to ask you about, it, it a little bit related to that, is I think oftentimes, whether it's you know on a grand global scale or even locally speaking, it can be, at least in my mind, it can be a little in- intimidating to be. To try and get involved in in something from a communal uh, aspect, because you know it's oftentimes different issues can seem uh, you know they can seem maybe like they're above your pay, pay grade in some way, or you maybe you won't you're not the expert in the room to talk about these things. But you know oftentimes I've found that individuals like myself and that are you know kind of within my age range, they they want to be involved in some way. But like I said, they just don't really know where to start or how to start, and so I want to ask you, you've obviously, you know, you've been working at UTC for a little while now and you've likely seen, you know, troves and troves of students come in and out and you've seen lots of different faces and, and experienced uh, different stories of people that have come in, just what's what would be some advice that you would give to whether it be a young professional or an upcoming college student, just someone within that relative age range of, uh, you know, advice that you would give them for the future ahead of them. Obviously, it's going to be different for each person, I know, but, uh, you know, whether it's a common thread that you've seen between individuals that have come and gone throughout the university and just just some advice that you would give to someone in that seat as they're beginning to embark on this, you know, life that they have before them.
1: Sure. Uh, I, I love that question. It's actually a question I think about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm actually going to answer it first as a parent and then... Yeah. Uh, and then we can loop back and connect it to, to the context of your question. Um, uh, my, my oldest, my daughter is 10, and my son is 8. And um, very early on in their childhoods, uh, I was um, started out just internal pondering that I was doing and then very quickly involved conversations with my wife, obviously. And it was about... Uh, how would we articulate what we want for our children to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know that's sort of a common sort of a narrative for for parents, especially you know young parents as we were. Um, and you say, well, I just want them to be healthy. Uh, well, you know, what if what if they are are born with challenges that we might not describe as health? Mm-hmm or they acquire something, does that mean that your hopes for them are dashed? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you know, and you say, well, I want them to be um, smart. Um, well, I can think of some examples where it's not quite so obvious, first of all, that that's something you as a parent can, can really influence uh, easily. Uh, most parents are going to say at point, some point, I want them to be successful. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, okay, yeah, well, what does that mean, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, and, and it varies from moment to moment mm-hmm. what that is. You know, sometimes it's just I, I hope they don't get hurt on the playground yeah. today. Yeah. So what, what I wanted to be able to do was mm-hmm. to take it from something that was a really complicated list that had lots of different dependencies mm-hmm. and, and contingencies and say, how simple could we make this list? Mm -hmm. And then how easily could I communicate that to my kids, Mm -hmm. to my young kids, I should say, Mm -hmm. uh, who at that point weren't even reading. Mm -hmm. And um, what we settled on, Daniel, was three things. Be curious, be kind, be honest. And it's my belief that almost any other aspiration that we might have for our kids uh, can, can somehow be realized through at least a combination of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're curious and honest, I believe that's going to la- lead you to the acquisition of knowledge because you can't just be curious and sort of running around like a knucklehead. Mm-hmm. There's going to have to be some sort of integrity to the way you interact with what you discover that's going to lead you to become what most people would call smart, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, and I recognize there are different kinds of intelligence and I appreciate that, and I'm not trying to distinguish between those right now, but, but in my mind, over and over again, it's about be curious, be kind, be honest. Be curious, be kind, be honest. And so I say that to my kids every day. And uh, they're both readers now. They have that you know, on their bathroom mirror uh, to look at every day. Uh, they will say it to me uh, and they actually um, added a twist at the end at some point several years ago. They said, and if you do all that, you're awesome. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, that's kind of nice. I yeah. like that as a conclusion. But I would tie this back in then to, to your question about advice for, for young people or really people at any life stage who are looking to get involved in the community. Um, I remember um, supporting one of our our really sharp students, you know, who I'm sure their parents were proud of them and Their grades are phenomenal and all their accomplishments were really impressive. And um, they had asked me for an opportunity to connect with a local organization that was doing some work that they cared about. And um, I reached out to the organization through some friends and they said, well, we'd love to have this student come and join us for a board meeting. And uh, so it was some really sensitive, uh, politically sensitive topics were being discussed and it was not really an open meeting. So this was kind of a neat opportunity, I thought, for the student to get involved in kind of some behind the scenes um, activity. And uh, so I, I talked to the student separately and I said, I said, you know, we've got this invitation now for you to participate in this. Would you be comfortable in that setting? And I kind of explained some of the dynamics. And the student looked at me just straight in the eye and said, oh, I have no trouble with public speaking. <laughs> And I, I looked at her and I thought, is she pulling my leg or is she serious? And I realized she was serious. Mm-hmm. And in her mind, the point of uh, providing her access to that group was for her to drop her knowledge mm-hmm. and her gifts, which were abundant. Yeah. She was a wonderful, brilliant student. Mm-hmm. But that was not a moment for public speaking. That was a moment for listening, mm-hmm. for observing. Be curious, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and so that that uh, set the stage for some complications that, that ended up playing out because in, in point of fact, that particular student was coming to that really with an eye of, of uh, being the impact first. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it, it really shaped a lot of what I've done with students in more recent years because I realized how essential it is that that first approach mm-hmm. to any of those opportunities, no matter how much you know about the statistics, your personal story could be incredibly relevant. You may have grown up in poverty and you're now trying to get involved in a group that's addressing poverty. So I, my point isn't that you don't bring things to the table. You absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But the very first thing that you've got to bring is that, uh, you know, another way to, to think of it is humility, right? I mean, humility to me goes hands in hands with curiosity. Um, but bringing that uh, to that, that opportunity. And there are There are individuals and organizations uh, and even disorganizations, right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, in this community that are dying for additional talent. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, your generation and generations coming behind are going to absolutely be what makes a difference for us. So my point isn't wait your turn. That's not what I'm saying. I think get involved right away. Get involved now. Don't wait till you have the answers. But walk in every door with a sense of curiosity and listen and observe And then as you interact with integrity, that honesty, and hopefully also with grace or kindness, um, I think um, that the chance to really connect with people in a way that is transformational for you, for those people, and for the community is just um, incredibly powerful, incredibly powerful. And, And it takes us right back surprise, surprise, to why this is such a great place to be doing that, (laughs) right? Because Chattanooga's ready for that. There's there's no better place to be curious, kind, and honest than Chattanooga, Mm -hmm. Tennessee.
0: Yeah, and and I would agree 100%. I I love that those three distinctions you made there uh, because, you know... uh, I, I just finished school not too long ago and so there was for you know most of my life up until really uh, I finished there was a very large emphasis on you know the, the technical skills that you acquire you know that you think of like your math and you know science and learning those very technical things uh, and in my mind it, you know the the idea was always okay well I'm gonna be you know kind of, taking this and taking that and putting it into a big bucket, I'm gonna take that big bucket out into the world and use these skills, you know, in whatever job I pursue. And and there is a degree of that, like in whatever profession anybody works in. But what I'm finding to be the case more and more is that, yes, to a degree you you need you do need to know some things. Like if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna be a surgeon or something, it it would help right. if you know what right. you're doing. But also what's in my mind becoming very you know very apparent to me just through my interactions with other people and and through conversations like this is that what's almost equally if not more important is these soft skills that you mm-hmm. don't really learn about in a classroom necessarily you kind of yeah. have to cultivate them on your own or you know doing your interactions with people you think about you know being kind or being curious or being honest there's no Kindness one hundred and one, right. or you know, right. like a curiosity eleven hundred, or anything like right. that. It, right. It's something that you have to right. learn about in life in general, yeah. and and these, you know, you, you think about what you learned in like a school. Your very technical skills, those alongside your soft skills that you learn throughout life. If you can manage to, you know, merge those together and apply them in whatever field you you go in, that's where I think true success, whatever you want to define it as, that's where I think it occurs because. If you're just one or the other, if you're just incredibly smart but you have no way of relaying that to other people, well, then you're kind of you've, you've kind of you know you set yourself back a hundred yards before you've even started. But if you if you don't have the skills you need to perform in a complex work environment, then you're going to have a hard time performing in a complex work environment. So if you have those two subsets, the the technical skills and the soft skills, like you were talking about, the, the kindness and the curiosity and the the honesty, that's the, you're, you have a recipe for success and. You know, like you said, there's no better place to try out those skills than, than here. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's, of course, there are other great places in, in the country to live and to work. But Chattanooga is a great place to start out and, and try to test out those skills, you know. And, and I, I'm just becoming more and more aware of how important those soft skills, like you said, how, how important they really are out in the world. Because, you know, we work with people every day. You, 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 every single day, almost all of us interact with people. People are complex People have a lot of different issues going on in their lives at, at all different times, and if you can't adequately address those, you know those people with the proper, you know, what, again, what I refer to as soft skills, then you're really kind of setting yourself back. And so I think that's incredibly important, like you were saying.
1: It's very, very wise. Um, I I love everything you said, and I um, I'm reminded as I hear you reference soft skills. Uh, one of the really impressive. Uh, leaders we have in our community is a woman named Emily Mack mm-hmm. who is the CEO of uh, the River City Company which mm-hmm. does a lot of the in the downtown district is really responsible for a lot of the energy there mm-hmm. and the progress and um, she says it much more eloquently than I can but she doesn't want them called soft skills she wants them called uh, life skills mm-hmm. uh, and and really she's getting to to the point you were just making about those being the, the building blocks mm-hmm. for everything else that we do and in a way, they're the price of admission for participation in society. Mm-hmm. And if you can't meet that threshold, then nobody's really going to care mm-hmm. how fast you can type or how yeah. fast you can run or what formulas you have memorized. Yeah. Um, and um, so, yeah, I think that's a really important insight. And unfortunately, uh, I want to brag about a lot of other things, but unfortunately, I can say that I don't think that our educational system right now uh, is, is in its greatest moment. Mm-hmm. In terms of either accomplishing some of those transfers of, of life skills, mm-hmm. or uh, really affirming, underscoring how valuable they are, how essential. Too often, I think we we wait until a, a senior is on the job market, and we say, "Oh, quick, let's tell you how to make friends." Yeah. And uh, the reality is, those are things that you you want to start with toddlers and never stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, and I agree, and and I think it's played out a lot, especially just in the you know the university setting, because I I like to think that I was set up, you know, I had a good kind of launching platform once mm-hmm. I finished from from school uh, to find a career that I I've so far enjoyed, but a lot of times I ran into people who, you know, they got a degree in in whatever or they were about to finish a degree in whatever, and. You know, maybe they they're very smart and they 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 have a lot to contribute. But once they get out of the university, they don't really know anybody or know really where to start. They've got all these skills, but they have no people to take those skills to. And even the inverse is is true. Uh, you know, I've I've met individuals who you know whether they go to school or not, or whether they finish school, they they finish and they they're just they're these people that you love being around, but they for whatever reason have a harder time articulating these kind of technical skills and so it can be difficult, you know, being able to prepare people for that asset because you don't want to focus too much on, on one or the other, you, you want to, in my mind, you want to have a good mix of, of the two, you know. Uh, and I think to a degree, I would say that UTC is, is set up for success, you know, is, is at least set up for success in that regard because like we were talking about earlier, obviously you're gonna get a great education at UTC from a technical standpoint, but it's also small enough to where you can right. cultivate these relationships with people. You know, if, if you meet someone on Tuesday, there's a good chance you might see them the following Wednesday or Thursday. You're not going to see that person once and then, you know, you never see them ever again because it's a big bigger university, if you want to call it that. But it's also small enough to where you can, you can cultivate these relationships and begin to uh, grow these, these life skills, like you were saying. Uh, it, it's a great place to cultivate both sides of that coin, the technical aspect and the, and the softer side of things. Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for that at U, at UTC, and I hope it continues to be that in the future, you know?
1: I think you're a, a great example of that. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm reminded of a statistic, and I don't have the latest statistic, Daniel, but mm-hmm. earlier in my career, and I think it still is probably uh, generally an accurate statistic, mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the single biggest determinant in what uh would predict that a a college freshman would persist Mm -hmm. to graduation uh was not you know their incoming test score or their high school gpa or their college gpa or how many credits they were taking uh, or their iq or their income level Mm -hmm. it was whether or not they made a friend in the first semester Mm -hmm. and um, that's just a really really striking insight Mm -hmm in part because people like me, administrators in higher ed, don't really get to control that. Yeah, We can control how many credit hours you take. We can, in some ways, control your grades. Mm-hmm. We can control your, you know, where you're living and those kinds of things. But we can't make you make a friend. All mm-hmm. we can hope to do is create an environment where that is more likely to happen mm-hmm. and where you're able to maybe maintain those relationships. And I, I think about that a lot, even in the context of off-campus, a community is, um, you know, when you, you go through a coffee shop and you look around and every table is filled, but it's only filled with one person and their phone. Yeah. You know, and now let's acknowledge many times those people are using that phone to connect with a friend yeah. Yeah. who might be in another coffee yeah. shop or maybe in that same they're, coffee shop. Yeah, they're in a different coffee yeah. shop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but just, you know, that realization that that connectivity is just so vital and it's where we get to grow these skills. Mm-hmm. Um, these these uh, life skills soft skills um, character um, and that then provide a platform within which we care enough and are empowered enough to go to a neighborhood meeting or to show up at a city council meeting or to vote or to Mm -hmm. run for office Um, we we care enough to uh, take a risk to start a business or to change jobs Mm -hmm. Um, to innovate within a job, um, to build new relationships, to start families. I I just think all of that kind of comes back uh, together, has a lot to do with who we are. And, um, you know, probably a theme uh, of of a lot of this conversation we've had, I think has to do with the the magic when the character of people and the character of a community align. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's a lot of what we're, we're up to here.
0: I love that. That's great. That is, that is fantastic. And if I could put that on a shirt and wear it around, I, I would. So right you know, maybe we'll do that in the future. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I 100% agree. And I, I think that's fantastic and, and great. So, uh, well, first off, before we kind of close up here, I want to say, first off, thank you so much to you for just taking some time every day speaking with me. It's been a pleasure getting to meet you in person and, and speak with you here. And, and I, uh, I hope to definitely keep up with everything you got going on at UTC. And now that I'm a little bit more, I'm not, you know, I, I'm now an alumni, as I was saying. Uh, I, you know, I get to view the university from a little bit of a different perspective. I like to see it grow and see everybody go into it and see, you know, what the student life is like. And so I'll be sure to keep up in that regard. But uh, before we finish up here, I always like to give our guests just a chance to talk to the audience or if you want to give a a shout out to anybody, if you want to talk about something you're working on or or whatever, I want to give the floor to you. And so uh, if there's anybody you want to give a big shout out to, if you want to talk about anything you got going on in your life, then feel free to. So the floor is yours.
1: Well, thank you, Daniel. I really appreciate it. Um, We've talked about him enough. I'd like to say to my wife, Shannon, and to my daughter, Savannah Grace, and my son, Freddie, I love y'all. Thanks for the support and thanks for being the reason that I'm here. Um, And to the rest of the audience, you know, I just want to say uh, thank you for either the commitment you've made to Chattanooga or for considering it. It'd be kind of cool to think that there might be some people who would listen in on this conversation who are trying to decide where to build their future and that they picked Chattanooga. Uh, This is a wonderful place and it's wonderful not just because the people who are here, but the people who have been here in the past and made it what it is. And also the people that are still out there. Mm waiting to discover this place. So uh, thanks for all you're doing. Uh, Thanks for repping the sea. Uh, Go Mox and uh, really appreciate you. Thanks.
0: Awesome. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, Before we finish up, do you, are there any uh, like affiliated links or any websites or anything that, you know, maybe give up with, you know, I obviously know there's the UTC website and we'll be sure to link that down in the description of today's episode. But if there's any other links or anything that you think would be beneficial for the audience to be aware of, then, are, are, do, are there any of those out there that you would feel comfortable sharing or anything like that?
1: I think uh, keeping up with utc.edu is, mm-hmm. is really important and then, um, you know, I think there's just a wonderful range of, of online resources that um, that you can find if you're trying to discover Chattanooga and find ways to get involved. Uh, f- f- this is a totally uh, sort of disorganized recommendation, mm-hmm. meaning I don't control any aspect yeah. of it, but. Yeah but uh, Reddit has tremendous uh, resources. Now you have to be thoughtful yep. in how you sift through it, but mm-hmm. Chattanooga has a wonderfully active Reddit community and you'll see uh, lots of insights on things and sometimes breaking news there that shows up mm-hmm. where it hasn't elsewhere. And if you're trying to decide you know what, what is an issue that's got a particular community, a particular neighborhood wound up, there's really active uh, dialogue that's taking place there. And and then we've just got so many wonderful um, resources like River City Company and the Chamber of Commerce and um, you know I'm I'm a big believer in Chattanooga FC and the Lookout so people should check them out and uh, yeah I think other than that just keep keep repping our city
0: awesome that's great I love it well David thank you again for coming in it's been a pleasure getting to meet with you and and speak with you again and who knows maybe we'll maybe we'll do it again in the future Uh, but uh, For all you that are listening or watching out there, thank you all so much for listening and watching today's episode. It's always a pleasure uh, speaking with you and speaking with you all uh, on today's episode. And so, yeah, hope you'll join us on another episode of The Third Seat in the future. Thank you all for watching.